what's going on, how's it hanging, how's it happening? You guys know this, this is Kevin from the Core Progression Podcast, brought to MSOT Rocks, Rock and Metal Thrive. Hey guys, we are ending November with one hell of a podcast and going to the last month of 2021 on fire! Literally, we're going to go deep into the metaverse in this episode. But before we get started, I want to thank our sponsors. First, Phoenix Fitness. You guys know I cannot stop going to conscious. You guys know I'm in the mosh pit all day, every day, every single time. I am not stopping for the life of me. It is just something that I love to do. But in order to be able to make sure I'm constantly in those mosh pits and constantly able to go back every t- single time, every concert I go to and not jump out even once. I got to make sure that my fitness is right, my strength is right, my energy is right. I got to make sure I'm in the gym constantly working out, do as much cardio as I can, weightlifting, so that I can do everything I want to do. But I got to be able to, you know, prepare right, recover right. That's where Phoenix Fitness comes in with different pre-workouts, pre-workouts, both stim and stim-free. I use the stim-free stuff for times because, well, I'm already energetic crazy enough as it is. They also have different BCAA recovery compounds for your post-workout, creatines, proteins for the morning, the night, and for after your workout, along with multivitamins and anything you might need to help achieve your fitness goals, Phoenix Fitness has it for you. Our listeners and viewers on YouTube get 15% off using the code MSOTD at checkout at fitnessfit.com. Link description below. Now, I also want to thank our other sponsor, Custom Debuts. What they do is they create these cool posters, anything you need in the rock metal. Honestly, any. Honestly, I said honestly, honestly, anything in the music scene that you want, they can create for you in terms of, you know, you give them a concept, whether it's an album from a certain band or it's a song from a certain band, what they can do is they can take the album and put on a poster just for you, have the track list on there and create it any way you want. Same thing with, you know, like a vinyl that has the lyrics in there of a certain song you like or more dynamic style as well. Plus you submit what you want to them, you know, album, band, song, whatever it is, and they'll come back to you in 48 hours with a proof of potentially what you could have, and you can make revisions to it as much as possible, and once you're satisfied, once you like what they're going to make for you, that's where the custom part comes in, that is when they will send it to you, and you can get either like museum grade paper, like you get a lot of posters, or canvas, or even aluminum, so do it for the holidays, guys, for the music lover in them. Our listeners get 10% off using the code CPP10 at checkout, link description below, so thank you for use now. This is going to be an interesting one because back in January of 2021, we had Angel and Sean from the band Devil's Envy on the Core Progression Podcast. It was fun and we're going to kind of close more of the year out with them as well because a lot has changed for them. They've gone mostly full independent at this point. So we get to talk to Angel about that. We can talk to Sean about that along with other band members, Paul and Brian, along with Janelle, who does a lot of their press stuff now. We could talk a lot about the choice to go independent what they're coming up with, new releases, where new music, their shows, and I think the biggest thing out there, guys, how they are going to incorporate NFTs into everything they do. You're going to want to check this one out. You're not going to want to miss out on it. So enjoy the podcast. Very insightful for all of you to listen to. Plus, you're going to want to jump in on this NFT thing. So enough with me introducing this with Devil's Envy. Let's go! Yeah! Well, 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 ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, listeners of the Chord Progression Podcast, at the absolute beginning of 2021, I got to sit down with this band, Devil's Envy, and we talked about a lot of incredible stuff, really going over the music scene and what they were doing, especially in the middle of the pandemic. Now that we're at the end of the year, the pandemic seems to have ceased. This band has gone through a lot of changes over the course of, let's say, 11 months. So let's talk about what they're doing and catch up with them. So please welcome the guys from Devil's Envy back to the podcast. So guys, welcome back to the Core Progression Podcast. Hey, Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Glad to have you all on. And I know you've gone through a lot of different changes from when I last talked to you to when I talked to you now. So I got to ask, what are all these big changes that you guys went through? Well, um, thank you for having us. First, uh, you know, first and foremost, it's awesome to be back. I know last time we chatted uh, uh, earlier this year with Sean and I, we were going over some big plans that we had uh, moving forward, which we still do. Um, yeah, so uh, we, we announced earlier this year we were assigned uh, to a, a subsidiary of uh, Universal, which is Dark Kingdom. Um, and then we, we kind of had a, a trial run with the, that single that we dropped under them. What is the cover of the Billie Eilish cover? You should see me in a crown. And, uh, we gave it, you know, the old, uh, the old bad boy try and, you know, give our best foot forward. But, um, you know, things didn't really work out 
to you know how we initially planned and and thought um, you know we wanted you know what we wanted it to do, um, and so instead of dragging it out and and trying to see like okay let's see how it's going to do with the other songs, we just decided then and there like you know let's just let's just move forward let's call it what it is and uh, uh, go our separate ways and and it was that and then you know same thing with uh, you know we kind of partnered up with every K as our management team and same thing we you know we gave it a full year and you know as a team you know we we've, we're very particular on like how we want our business you know to manage and how to how to run things and so things didn't work out there either and so you know we we had a lot of uh time and and consideration as far as like oh, well, what are we doing with these shows or what are we doing with as far as like you know, like content, all that stuff. And a lot of the creativity falls on the band, but then we, there was, there was no real like uh, outside uh, guidance as far as like, you know, this is what should be done and here's what we're going to do. And, you know, all these plans set forth and, you know, none of that was happening. So we, we kind of just put our heads together and we're like, look guys, we're going to end up doing a lot of this work anyway. Um, so let's just go ahead and, and, cut out the middlemen all together and let's just, just, just move forward and see how we do best. Um, being that I already, am, you know, pretty well established in, in my career field and, you know, with tour management and, and managing other, other bands that are, you know, dealing with all their logistics and everything. On tour. So I, I already know like what's going to go into it and what's needed and, and how much, uh, you know, uh, uh, financial investments are going to be needed as far as like push content and everything. And so we're, we're over here just doing a lot of the legwork anyway. So, you know, we decided like, why not? Let's just go ahead and, um, and keep the, keep the business a little more tight knit. Um, and then of course we, we started talking with, with Chanel who's here with us, uh, who's also, she runs her PR company, but also it's just, um, a matter of having that core belief and what we're doing as not only like as partners, but as a band musically, you know, it, it caught her attention first. And then afterwards, like she saw that potential and that's what we were, we were needing. That's what we were wanting to work with as far as like, you know, we, we could self-manage this. Now we just partner up with people that have an expertise in doing other stuff that we're not used to. And we figured, okay, this is probably going to work much better in the long run as far as, you know, where we're going uh, as far, you know, looking forward ahead into the future as far as the band goes. So the whole entire decision to really stick in and go, you know, more full independent wasn't anything where when it came to the management team you work with and the, uh, the label you're working with, where there's really any bad blood, it was just more or less you guys figured out how much work was being put into it from your end, how much work was being put in from their end and figured out that if you guys kept it within yourselves, it wouldn't be that much work and you guys could run this as a business the way that you wanted to run it collectively as a band. Right. Yeah. And then, you know, and it's all like, it, it was also like, uh, you know, looking at how they would see it basically being a little more empathetic to where maybe we feel like we're wasting their time you know, and vice versa, the thought has come up on our end. So we didn't want any of those thoughts to just keep coming up. And so we, we figured like, hey, man, like this is what we're going to want to do. And, it's, you know, it's not really working out. It was the same same thing. You know, we parted ways on um, somewhat good terms with the label and then and better terms with, you know, management. And, and that was it. And so ever since then, the creative sparks just started coming up, just – like, look, this is what we can do. This is what we're going to do. Uh, you know, we locked in this show and made it something a little more special than a regular, you know, local show. We wanted to give something special back to, you know, the fans have been waiting for us to play live for the last two years. And, um, and you know, now we're diving into, like, new formats of, like, how we can release music. So it's all been, it's all been you know, for the better. 
And with the ability to like, especially playing these live shows the way you want to play them and diving into this brand new format you're talking about, be doing that independently seems like a much smarter move because now you have all the power to do what you want to do. You don't have to go through a couple other different people. You don't have to, you know, work everything out. It's you want to make that decision. You want to be a quick mover in the space that you want to be in. Boom. It's going to be easy, quick. You just got to work within the band and just go from there. Yeah, yeah, that's correct, man. That's that's pretty much uh, hitting the nail on the head with us, you know. Um, a lot of the the creative force comes from us, and you know, we're we're very open minded with a lot that comes our way. And but at the same time, we're also not, you know, we're not young kids with big hopes and dreams. Of you know, we we always have our hopes and dreams, but we're not naive kids where we're like needing to follow the old school method of how bands were were catered to and ran like maybe what 10 15 20 years ago like it's not the same it's never going to be the same again and i think that's where the industry is kind of uh laying low right now as far as like even getting back into touring and doing shows it's it's never going to be the same again there are some other genres and other artists and different genres that are like jumping ahead and we're still trying to catch that wave that's no longer there so we're trying to be a little more innovative uh, you know, when it comes to that, especially with the live shows, uh, when it comes to our live production and everything. Interesting. So I, I kind of want to ask some of the other guys well, like Sean, Paul and Brian. So with this uh, choice to end up going full independent, working within this, when this came up, how did you guys feel about this? And going forward, how do you see this working in the band as lo- along with all of you guys working together along with having Chanel there as well? So just kind of how is this all working together as a band from your guys' perspective? Yeah, I think, uh, I think like with regard to the whole uh, K and uh, DKR thing, our kingdom and Jesse and Brian and MBK, all that crew, they're all great people. I mean, so it's almost like kind of being like in a relationship, right? So meet someone and be in a relationship with them. And they're a great person individually, but it's good for you, right? Really nothing, you know, against any of those, those other teams they're all amazing very talented very you know teams but it might not be the right fit for this band so i think like what Amy said, you know with regard to both those 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 parted ways amicably i mean all you know great but it's about you know what can we do for ourselves and i think the, the interesting thing about where we're at now and and really as a society is like everything is so different the last year and a half obviously been a huge a music industry standpoint because of the virus. But at the same time, it's also like opened a lot of doors, a lot of new avenues, a lot of new ways to pursue, you know? So like when Angel's talking about the NFTs, and the, it's really all about just being creative as a band and figuring out how the band can actually kind of like carve its own path. We're all kind of in uncharted territory. I'm say, you know, everything is playing out. I mean, you got metaverse and this i mean society is changing completely so like you know i think it's a great opportunity for us as a band say like angel mentioned earlier like that model maybe that fits for us right now maybe chance for us to do completely different and kind of go our own road right carve our own path so that's kind of my take on Got you. What about uh, what about you, Sean? What about you, Paul? Uh, what are you guys' take on this, especially going independent, and how you guys feel about now being, you know, when it comes to the band and everything that comes around with it, from live shows, business decisions, creative decisions, no matter what, it's all on you guys. Um, I'm I'm happy with it because, I mean this this whole thing started with Angel I Angel and I in the first place, just wanting to do something that obviously we want to be successful but we wanted to do something that you know made us happy again we we're both in a band that um we loved playing in but the social dynamic just people were in bad spots and it, it started becoming more of a of a job than what music is supposed to be which is supposed to be fun and expression and um so i wanted to express a lot of what i've gone through uh in music and angel had already had this, you know, huge library of things that he's written since he was, you know, back in, uh, back in the army and whatever he was doing beforehand before we all met up. So I think it ended up working out good. Um, 
like Brian was saying, there's it, it, it's sometimes just partnerships don't work. And it's it, for, for me, it felt like too many cooks in the kitchen. And now it's, um, you know, we were on certain, we're on certain like timelines and I, I can't stand that stuff because we wanted to get things out. Um, especially during the pandemic when um, couldn't play uh, the bands that were playing, you know, you, you had to be booking this stuff way, way early. Otherwise, everything's getting booked. Um, so you don't have a chance of getting any traction. So we needed to be putting out content and we just couldn't put out as much content as we wanted because we were on certain release t- timelines. Uh, so once we got rid of that, um, I think it just works better, especially creatively, because from what I from what I gathered and Paul will probably tell you about this, too, um, it, it did started to feel it started to feel very much like a show up, do your job type thing. And, yeah, I, I think we were losing the passion for it. And as soon as that went away, uh, you know, we're back in the studio again, we're writing stuff, we're having fun. Um, we're, we're allowed to be where we were. And I think our, our independent um, uh, timeline is actually really good. And we're able to sit down and, and really do what, what we want and when we want to do it. Yeah, like you're able to stay loosey goosey through the whole entire thing and not have to be such on a like a on a rigid time scale. So especially for the creative process, you're able to let that just flow and just not have any issue on top of it. Yeah, you don't you don't have to go through you know three different channels to to put a song out or um, or put out a, a certain photo shoot or. We took us. We took a photo shoot, and you know, oh, this wasn't what we were thinking. Okay, well then, now you got to go back through the same channels and figure out what people want you to look like. It's like you get lost in some of. And I get it. It's a. It's a business. Uh, you know, these things have to be taken care of. But you get lost in all of this minutia where all the the important shit gets buried. So um, I think I think once we got rid of that um, and realized. Uh, you know, let's just split from these uh, um, connections amicably, which we did. Um, we were able to kind of focus in on what exactly we wanted to do and when we wanted to do it. And that's where these shows came about. And, um, you know, we've got a lot of stuff lined up for next year that we can't tell anybody about yet. But um, the I've, I'm more excited for this band uh, than I have been in a very long time. So it's kind of like going independence really reinvigorated that pad for the band. Now I want to jump to Paul on this one specifically. So Paul, when it comes to just the whole entire being independent, especially the creative process for this, I think uh, Sean kind of alluded to that for you. What does it feel like, you know, being on the creative process with this when it comes to not having that timeline is allowing you guys to really just flow through everything and create potentially like some of the most exciting and best music you guys have come out with? Yeah, I mean, listen. We um, uh, one 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 good thing, uh, some silver linings that came out of the pan the, the pandemic uh, over the past two years almost. I mean, listen, we haven't been on stage together since uh, what was it, September, guys? October of twenty nineteen, right? We we got done. We had some of the best shows that we've ever had, and we were really. I mean, we were just we had the momentum, and we were all extremely happy and excited. And man, we were. We were all very pleased with the progress we had made. And um, when everything came to a screeching halt, of course, we had some things that were going on. Um, you know, personally, all of us had stuff going on personally because we're in a pandemic and we couldn't, some of us couldn't work. Some of us were we laid off or furloughed. Others were, uh, you know, scared of their own shadow. I mean, it was just fucking ridiculous. And, um, you know, overall, we finally came together, uh, you know, after probably in the first few months of getting adjusted to this, you know, this new way of, uh, you know, as Brian was saying earlier, society or whatever, we um, we actually created some really good music. And I was really proud of the fact that how we all collaborated. Because typically in the past, it's, you know, uh, Brian and I joined uh, Devil's yeah, between three and four years ago. I think I've been a part of the band now for about four years. Brian joined about three years ago. And then, of course, we were picking up the momentum. We got crushed, every, like every artist did, like many, many people did. I'm not complaining. I'm just basically pointing out what's transpired. 
And one of the great things is that we've got Angel, who is a phenomenal, not only a, a writer, um, but also an engineer. So we have our own studio. So what is preventing us from getting in there and laying down tracks, ideas, and then really expanding on them? And we did just that. And the stuff that I, I'm really happy about, it, you will hear it soon, um, I hope, very soon. And I think we're, we've got a release schedule for what, December range? Um, can't hear you. Save a lot. There we go. Um, yeah, so no, nothing's really like set in stone as far as like releases, but yeah, we, we do have uh, something pretty cool coming uh, soon, especially for for this time around to kind of just get a lot of eyes on on our shows that we're doing, especially in Florida. Um, but yeah, we have we have a few releases that we're we're lining up to, and you know that brings us on back on topic with uh, with NFTs and how they're going to basically change how we've been so used to doing and planning releases, you know. So I got to ask you about this change with how you guys are going to be doing these releases, specifically from the NFT space. As many people know, NFTs are becoming a gigantic player when it comes to anything in regards to art, anything on social media. If you guys are following along with Gary Vaynerchuk, Gary V. Like that's what he is big on. And that guy, it seems like he's always in the forefront of big things that are happening. So he's been up talking about them for like almost a year at this point. So if you guys are getting in on it now, that is an important thing. So what are these releases going to look like and how are you going to be working with these as NFT specifically? So how, how we plan to work with the NFTs is uh, simply that right now. I have been looking into it for like the you know better part of three months now and just looking into like how we can implement that now on our releases. Um, although, yeah, we, we are fairly, fairly, uh, you know, a newish band with, you know, very little traction. But even with now with NFTs that are that are in our palms, like we can use this now to a benefit to where uh you know, the, the fans are going to attach the value to it. The more, you know, the more of them we make or the less of them we make, more, more exclusivity, uh, basically giving back to those who have, you know, either subscribed to us, a long time fans have been with us since the very beginning. Um, we're, we're going to be like creating a, a subset of tokens, which will basically we can add different uh, traits to them or uh, different tiers will have different traits whether it be a meet and greet or, you know, access to every show that we ever put on, whether we're a support act or a headlining act, um, you know, the world is our oyster with this, you know, you know, I've been talking to Sean a lot about this and how, you know, I've become somewhat of a, you know, a passion freak about it now because it's like, man, think of so of all the, of all the f uh, upfront costs, a band would have to come up with just for merch alone. And we're also dealing with that too. Um, you know, even for, you know, shows or even if you have to book out a tour, even planning for next year, we have some stuff kind of planned out. Uh, all the upfront costs is going to cost the, the, the business owner to get stuff printed. But now with, with NFTs, like you're, you're doing away with a lot of that. And now, you're you're giving you're giving fans an opportunity to either invest in their own cryptocurrency and look into diving into the metaverse as not only just for crypto but now for artwork and music where it gives the fans a part ownership of a digital copy you know an official uh authentication that they own that license now and and those traits they can use that to their benefit whether it's like okay now with with this token, I could get, you know, all access to every show to, you know, every devil's every show or even just general admission. I could bring up a friend and all it's going to take is just signing up and subscribing and just keeping on top of like what we're doing, uh, being that we're not so much a, uh, a content heavy band, but you know, when, because there's, there's no budget to do a, a sick video that looks like a movie every time we have a song to come out, you know? So now we're giving, we're giving our listeners and our fans like something else to look forward to other than like, Oh yeah, this is your, your, your typical music video or something over the top or something crazy. But the NFTs is going to allow us to um, 
gathered those fans as now co-investors to where now they're holding value over something. And if they truly believe in it, you know, it could, it could take off from there. Uh, because if we, if we release a, a single through NFT first, potentially that could drive the whole streaming revenue at a different level because now they have part ownership of it. And then once we're ready to drop it, they'll be the first to know before it even drops. And then they're engaging and listening and they want to see that song climb charts. So they want to see it. So them being part owners of it, now it gives them the chance to have a driving um, foot and, you know, in the back of the train here, as far as the band goes. I think the most important thing you said in that with the whole entire NFT thing is it gives people more of this investment into the band and into the music itself. Because if I uh, end up getting one of your songs, like an NFT, then as it climbs the charts, like I'm going to want it to keep climbing the charts because that's going to mean more for not only for you guys, but for myself as well. Right. And as it continues on, I'm going to want that to keep going and going and going as an investment. And it just adds more to it to the point where as a fan, like as your singles are coming out, I'm going to be trying to help promote it as well. Kind of free promotion because I have investment in there. And if the better it does, Hey, better off I am. And it's, it's an incredible thing too, when it comes to NFT specifically, because right now we're in the absolute early stages of it. There are bands that are thinking about trying it. There are some bands that are trying it already, but there are very few and this thing is only going to continue to grow. And as it grows and as it becomes more popular, there's gonna be a lot of people, a lot of bands are going to be trying to just grasp at it because now it's a, now it's like, okay, now it's big. Now we got to grasp onto it, but you guys already be in that space. You guys already have worked within that space and have first mover ability to kind of change direction wherever it's going to go. You have, especially as an independent band, you have the ability to make those changes as the NFT market changes. Right. And I, and I think like by the time, you know, our listeners are uh, watching this, we'll probably already have a, f a couple that we're going to, you know, host a sweepstakes where we, we encourage uh, our fans that already signed up to either get their friends to sign up and we'll randomly choose a couple of people to get these free tokens first. And then afterwards, secondary market drops you're already going to have a few owners on it where they didn't have to do anything but sign up and then push it from then on. Like once the song's ready to drop and then, who's to, you know, who's to say for next year, that could be, you know, our breaking point, you know, finally to, you know, to get off the ground from where we're at. Well, I feel like I'm going to have to, you know, put some kind of investment in this. So when that initial thing drops and if, if the first people just have to like sign up to get something, make sure I do that. <laughs> So I have part ownership in that. I do want to jump to Chanel though on this one. So when it comes to this whole entire idea with NFTs for Devil's Envy and really getting it out into the space, especially on social media to really show people that this is a thing and that they can be a part of this to help get them a part of this. What's the plan and strategy for that? And it comes to marketing these as NFTs. Um, well, honestly, there's a lot of avenues to go with. And um, it's really about tackling the most important areas um, that are going to relate to that and that type of audience. Uh, truthfully, that really boils down to, you know, kind of point blank media relations um, and also, you know, community relations. Obviously, we want to make sure that um, if you, you know, if you're local, this is implying more so to you. However, if you're not local, this is still an opportunity for you to you know, enter your enter our sweepstakes or still you're going to, you know, retain something from this actual, um, you know, marketing strategy. So with that being said, um, we're trying a different lot of avenues and I speak more so on myself uh, in the aspect of the PR world. There's really a lot that goes into it from, again, from media relations to community relations, internal relations. So breaking that down, um, that really goes into how we want to focus our media relations for our locals, for um, anything in the you know Orlando, Central Florida area, and really getting that out um, in the social media worlds, you know, i.e., um, Instagram, Facebook, and really getting these guys set up for you know kind of face-to-face -face interviews um, where we could be marketed more so in magazines uh, and digitally. So. Not only will we be, you know, kind of the face of the digital world, but we'll also be kind of in a plain sight of being marketed, you know, physically as well as uh, Angel had said, kind of in the beginning, you know, 
it really goes down to the roots of how bands used to promote, you know, 10 plus years ago. I mean, it really does speak for itself in terms of kind of putting that hard work uh, in towards that and really, you know, being the face of the company. So I have um, taken kind of the areas and um, the assistance from my certain types of um, press releases that I've been able to kind of come across with um, other, you know, other performances, other bands, and uh, really utilizing that in a way that I think would help target more so uh, the audience that they're looking for. And that really comes down to, again, the, you know, the media for um, something where it's digitally uh, marketed. Now, the, in terms of, you know, our sweepstakes and stuff, that's definitely something that we're really trying to do um, differently, as opposed to just kind of going, you know, the route of your typical ticket giveaway and uh, meet and greet and things of that sort. We're really trying to get the band um, engaged with the fan base. So that way they feel they're getting a more personal one-on-one -on -one relationship and really getting a chance to uh, evolve and grow with the band. As you know, you guys have been saying, this is something that you're going to want to invest in. So you're going to want to see progression in the band. Uh, with that said, you're going to want to have continuous contests and you're going to want to have that drive to have that, um, you know, that, that base to really want to follow and stick with investing for the band in a, in a long-term aspect. Um, I, I have some production crews behind me right now uh, that are working with a company called Fly Machine. And ever since the pandemic, um, they really started off in 2020 and they're, they're just taken off with the social media aspect. They're actually through TicketFly and TicketWeb. And right now they're connected through um, numerous multimillionaire uh, venues where, for example, one of them is uh, Red Rocks in, in Colorado. So that is um, something that I'm looking into and getting, getting our team and our aspect of um, our shows recorded under in a digital world. So that way, if the audience can't join in, you know, physically, they're still worried about COVID, whatever the case may be in that aspect, there's, they still feel like they're a part of the concert, like they're getting a front row, you know, front row seat ticket uh, to the show. So we're really trying to, you know, engage in our media and our online uh, viewers. So that way everyone knows that if you're not able to make it look, we are going the other route to make sure that everyone feels that they have an opportunity to, you know, really dive into these concerts, especially if they're going to invest, they would like to obviously see, you know, these new releases being performed, um, how the performances are going and, and, you know, truly feeling like they're there as part of the concert, you know, themselves. I think the best thing that you said through the whole entire thing was just not just what you said, but it was just the fact that when it comes to the whole entire idea with the NFT space, with it being relatively new, there's not a lot of, you know, history to go off of in terms of what to do exactly, what's going to work. Because again, it's it's more of a brand new thing. It's, it's, it's a young thing. But the key is the fact that you guys are not going into this with the NFT space half-assed at all. It's There is a, a lot of ideas in place. And it's not just, you know, ideas that could potentially work. It's our ideas that you guys are continually working on so that when you mm -hmm. guys already start dropping these NFTs, you know where, what you want to do with them. You know where you want to go with them. And you know what potentially could work, what might not work. But you already have the work in place to be able to pivot and really respond to what the listeners are going to be going for, what people that are going to be investing in NFTs are going to be going for, essentially what the market's going to be going for. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, we're we're all here for each other in terms of, you know, believing in the team and really making the band a successful, you know, um, group. But at the end of the day, you know, a band is nothing without their fans. So you really have to have that support behind you. And we've, we feel that, especially with, you know, the pandemic and everything like that, so many bands and artists have tried to go different avenues and and expressing their their music and getting that out there without having to actually physically do it for a live show so we've really kind of taken advantage of that and kind of i would say times you know times two it if you will and and really trying to build not just one idea but kind of create a webbing of it so that way it's just kind of sparking from left to right at the end of the day all right, we have this contest for, you know, for this show that we're running. And then we have this sweepstakes that we're running, you know, for a whole separate kind of entity. 
So there's always something for someone at the end of the day. And like I said, it really drives in that that audience and that traffic that we at the end of the day really do need. The band is nothing without their fans and that support. So we really it really comes down to making sure that we're paying attention to also benefiting for ourselves, but also making sure that our fans are benefiting from the band and not just the sound, you know, that they're getting what they what they would like to see, what they would like to hear. And, you know, truly understanding that from that aspect of being a fan, you know, and as opposed to doing it for yourself, for the band and for your own, you know, your own personal decision. Exactly. Well put in terms of, you know, really making sure that you guys understand this fully. Now I want to jump into these live shows because I know you guys are playing live shows what it looks like December 11th at the Sound Bar in Orlando and December 12th at Pegasus Lounge in Tampa. So when it comes to these new shows you guys will be playing in December, what can we expect when it comes to these brand new shows? Not only that, but with this whole entire idea of NFTs, how is this all going to play in for these two shows in 2021 before we jump into like 2022 and you guys are going to hit the ground running? Well, we're super excited to play. I'd say that we've been rehearsing. We're starting... Um... Actually, we're rehearsing again tomorrow night. We're rehearsing a lot lately. Um, we're also really excited because we've been playing some new material at both of these uh, these shows um, for the first time live. So <clears throat> that's going to be a whole lot of fun. Um, I think the most important thing is that we are looking forward to freaking killing it. And uh, I think we're going to do so. Uh, our rehearsals have been nothing shy of fucking awesome. And um, I'll tell you what, that's what gets me going. I mean, the, the business side of this is, is, is really interesting. Um, Angel has really, uh, you know, spearheaded that. Um, you know, he's, he's, he's got a lot of experience on, on that side of the business. I'm kind of learning as you go. It's actually a lot more complicated than I ever thought it would be. Um, <clears throat> so I'm enjoying learning a lot about it. But I really get my, my rocks off when, uh, when, we're, uh, when we're creating uh you know and we're, we're, we're rehearsing i couldn't care less if in front of three thousand people or it's just us four idiots you know in a, in a, in a rehearsal <laughs> space i love it all and um you know it's sort of like i always tell people they're like well why do you play bass i'm like well first of all fuckers the reason why i play bass is because i've been a business guy since i was very little and i was saving up my school lunch right my dollar 25 that my mom would give me for the pizza every day and maybe pay back at the end of the week by mowing the lawn, taking the garbage out, you know, all that kind of stuff. So I didn't eat lunch for like seven months, right? Through the whole entire school year. Maybe it was nine. I don't know. I'm big and dumb. And uh, I was really skinny too. The reason why, because I didn't eat lunch. I was saving my money, mowing lawns, you know, uh, freaking washing cars in the winter, whatever I could at 13, 14 years old. And all my friends were like, well, what are you going to do? You're going to buy a guitar? You're going to buy drums? I'm like, fuck that. They're like, why? I said, because those are the sexy things to play. All you fuckers sing, play drums, and play guitar. Supply and demand, baby. <laughs> that might be the best explanation I've ever heard for playing bass. And that is one hell of a story, especially for someone that that age, when it comes to saving money for a long-term goal. Because when you're younger, you know, seven, eight months feels like forever. But when you get to yeah. like the ages that we were at, like seven, eight months, it's like, yeah, that's not going to be too long from now. Luckily, I was a little guy back then. So I didn't have like a lot of body mass that I had to like really eat much for, you know? So I went without, you know, I did a lot of other things too. I was a prostitute, you know, in Atlanta <laughs> when I was 14 years old. Um, but don't air that. I don't want you to know that. It was a really bad time in my life. But aside from the prostitution and the night eating pizza for seven or eight months, which is fucking torture in itself. I got my first bass and I started jamming out, learning Metallica and Rush. Big, you know, I'm a huge Rush fan and uh, Iron Maiden and um, you know me and Brykai, uh, Brian. Sorry, it's my my boy twin name for him. Um, he's like my brother. All these guys are so I have my nicknames for him. I'll try to keep him out of this. Um, we're supposed to tour around with some Iron Maiden and 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 such. You know, I can't wait. I'm going to be at Rockville on Sunday to see Metallica. One of the best shows I've ever seen in my entire life. When I see Metallica, that inspires me all over again because this band is actually very much influenced by more of my heroes because I'm fucking old. And, uh, you know, earlier Angel was talking about we're not a really young band. Fuck you, Angel and Sean. You guys are young shit. I'm fucking old. Brykai is right on my heels right now, but we're still young at heart. And a lot of the stuff that a lot of our influences as we were coming, um, as we were maturing as, as you know, both you know, humans and musicians was um, was heavily in, influenced from bands 
that got it all started. Megadeth, Metallica, fucking Rush. Um, uh, man, the million, there's so many of them out. I mean, dude, I'm even a Striper fan, believe it or not. You know what I mean? So I drug Shawnee and Brykai along with me to a Striper show pre-pandemic, you know, I made them come. And, uh, and I'm out there, man, horns the whole bit, throw me a Bible, you know, and uh, I, didn't, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't catch a Bible, which is probably why I'm cursed, but uh, next time I'm going to catch a Bible. Anyway, um, no, man, I, I, like I said, I digress I'm all over the fucking place, but um, we are super excited to play our new material. And I think that a lot of our listeners will agree that you're going to hear influence from, we're going to hear influence, sorry, I'm hearing some distortion or something. Yeah, I think it's coming from Sean's uh, whatever he's recording on because I had to mute it a little bit because otherwise, like, the distortion gets pretty nasty. Yeah, it's pretty nasty. I, I thought maybe Sean's mom was in the room. Anyway, <clears throat> we're uh, <laughs> we're excited because we're going to have some. We have a lot of influence of our of of the older school uh, hard rock and metal bands, and I think you'll hear that even the newer material because uh, both Brian and I had some influence with. Um, with helping to, we all collaborate, like I said earlier, and the, the newer material is definitely Devil's Envy, don't get me wrong. It's just evolved a little bit to um, to have a bit of a different sound. So I'm really, I'm really excited about our set list because you're gonna have, you know, old Devil's Envy and you're gonna have new Devil's Envy and we're gonna mix and match it. And it's gonna be, it's gonna be really cool. I think it's very dynamic. And that's what really excites me. Instead of, you know, the same BPMs, or, you know, or the whole time, we have a really good dynamic now. We have an opportunity to fucking, you know, to really give ourselves heart attacks and in our, in our audience heart attacks. Then we have an opportunity, you know, for them to really be like, oh, wow, this is like there's breathing room. And there's like a, this is a pretty part. And, you know, it's a soulful part here. And there's just so much, I think, that, that, um, that we're so much looking forward to sharing. Well, I'm kind of disappointed in myself because I will not be able to get down to Florida for one of those shows due to money reasons, and also I'm going to like two concerts in Chicago that weekend, one of them being my favorite band, so sorry about that, guys, yeah. I would love to be there and go and absolutely, you know, see the old Devil's Envy, the new Devil's Envy songs come together and just, you know, basically go crazy in the crowd because that's kind of what I do at this point. Yeah, man. We got it. Who's your favorite band? Rise Against. Uh, yep. <laughs> Who? Rise Against. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I love that band. Yeah, so it, that's you know, as far as the live shows, we're uh, we're really excited because you know, like Paul said, we're we're working on like performing a lot of the newer stuff that we haven't been able to perform live at all, and getting ready to you know thinking about either releasing these or just like let's just go ahead and perform them, and then once the you know our audience gets the vibe of it, you know, we can kind of push from there but um but even still um it's uh it's not all all that different but it's still you know you can sense uh, okay now it's like a, a much different vibe but it's still us all together we have that that uh unique signature sound that we we kind of always had and kind of decided like let's let's take this a different route kind of like what we did with the with the crown uh billy eilish cover um it's totally like left field of what we would normally do is like our normal go-to stuff is like fast upbeat and all that kind of craziness and you know for this one let's just kind of lay it low and give it like this this kind of like this heartbeat uh bpm and we kind of did that with the billy eilish cover which initially didn't even start off as a you know we didn't even know we we're going to cover that song we just wrote the music and then all of a sudden I had this crazy idea of like, you know, I'm just going to sing uh, this Billie Eilish song uh, over it. And it just, it worked well. And so we kind of had uh, other songs that were kind of like in that vibe already. And so we, that was like the mashup. And then all of a sudden we, we threw in this other song that's like very fast upbeat, which is uh, uh, Lone Wolf, which is not even released yet. And then we're, you know, we, that was one of the songs where we realized like, Hey, like, this is it. This is our style. And then all the other stuff is like, wait a minute, this is more of like an arena rock, uh, big, big drums, big guitars, not all that fast. And it's, you get the vocals, a little chance to breathe. And, um, you know, it, we're very excited to play these lives. And of course, like that's where our passion lies is just a live performance part. 
and and once we're ready to you know hash those out at these shows we'll be ready to you know release those coming next year well shoot you guys are making me just get excited for 2022 with this band because i'm excited to see what you guys come out with in terms of this new music and when it comes to live shows as well because now you guys are gonna be back playing live shows especially the two in december but then 2022 is gonna roll around hopefully what happens is with the plans you guys got going on when you're doing live shows, it doesn't just stick within Florida or the southeastern part of the United States. No, 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 no. I'm hoping for the entire United States, <laughs> mostly because I want to make it as easy on myself to go and see you guys play live. But if it has to be a little bit of a hard chore to make it happen, you know what? I've been saving some money. I've been trying to start making some money <laughs> off of this through sponsors. So, yeah, maybe it might happen. All of a sudden, you guys be playing some new songs. You're going to see this one weird guy in the middle of the crowd going crazy. Like, who the hell is that? Oh, wait, wait, wait. That's just Kevin. <laughs> nice <laughs> yeah i mean i once uh once the nfts drop I mean, you could probably get that and then you'll have some perks that'll you know we'll keep it updated as well like a lot of it's gonna pertain to as far as like getting entry to shows getting you know a couple items off the merch stand like you'll have it all set you know every show you go to so you know and well hopefully we'll have a lot of that stuff and i'm currently working on as well is getting our route to where it, you know, financially makes sense as well as like getting the content out there so that there's a reason for people out in other states in the U.S. to want to come see us as well. Well, again, the fact that you're diving into that NFT space, especially more as an early mover, is going to be a gigantic thing in order to really bring more attention to the band, both regionally, nationally, internationally, and from other areas as well, especially from investors that are just going into those NFTs. It's going to open the band to so many different people, open up to live shows so many different people. It's going to be absolutely incredible to see where the band goes, along with the fact that you guys are independent. Like I said earlier, when it comes to working in this NFT space, you guys have more of this freedom ability to move within it and not have to connect with so many other people. It's You guys want to make that decision, you can make the decision literally probably within five minutes and then bing, bang, boom. Maybe you're going a different direction with one style NFT with a certain sweepstakes. You never know what it is, but you have the ability to do it. Right. Which is a very important thing. Well, guys, because we talked about, I think, a lot of the good stuff that we talked about in terms of your decision to go independent with all these different things. A lot of the stuff with the NFTs and with you guys playing live shows and really be able to come out with some of these other grander things. We went through a lot, but... I got to say, it's getting, it's getting me much more excited for Devil's Envy going forward than I was even when you guys reached out to me. Because I was like, oh, let's just see what's going on here. Oh, this is interesting. I'm not sure what they're going for. But all of a sudden, I, once you said NFTs, I was like, okay, now I'm definitely interested to see where this is going to go. <laughs> yeah, I guess it now it ties into like why a lot of our imagery has been the way it was the last few days or the last couple of weeks. Um, and it's because we're, we're, we're kind of, uh, we're not kind of, but definitely going in more of that route. And diving into the metaverse, you know, moving forward. Well, just keep it up guys, because I mean, we're going to see a lot more from you. We're going to hear a lot more from you. And I've got a feeling that if you guys continue to work on this NFT stuff and you continue to really work within it, evolve with it, you have a chance to be one of those bands that when people look back at NFTs and they see, okay, in the music scene, who really took charge of this space and really made it their own and really hit a stride with it and really wrote it to a level that they wanted to get to with their band. I think you guys have a great chance to be on top of that list. Let's hope so, man. That's the, that's the goal. That's not only the goal, of course, there are other, other artists, other bigger bands that have, have talked about it perhaps maybe last year, even I know, uh, I know Vince Sevenfold is, is grabbing it by the horns right now and they can, because you know, they're, they're at that top tier uh, where they can easily grab all their fans and, and take them, to that route as well. But now even like you mentioned, there's people that have been in it since NFT has been a thing since 2018. I read, you know, that's how much I've been reading up on it. I was like, that's crazy. And uh, why am I just hearing about it just earlier this year and finally getting into it like the last two months now. And this last week has just been uh, very educational for it as well. So like you said, I, you know, you can only hope for the best, but also just uh, there's nothing to it but to do it. Exactly. Just keep work. Sean's mom back in the room again. <laughs> I, I just, I got, I got to say, you know, NFTs, NFTs, and social media—it's, it's, it's a great mechanism for reaching people, right? That's like the new way of reaching out to your fans, reaching out to your fan base, and engaging with them. But at the end of the day, really, what it's all about is music. And if you have a product which is the music that makes you feel 
that's the most important thing because that's ultimately while all of us are here talking together, it's because of the music. It's not because of the NFT, it's because of the music. So as long as you have a core product, which is the music, which is engaging and emotional and unique and different and makes you want to like, you know, it, it invoke a feeling from you, right? Whoever you are, that's really the most important thing. The NFTs are great because it's an awesome opportunity for us to take advantage of. But at the end of the day, it's all about the music. All about the music and creating something that's badass that you want to. Hey, you know, there's a lot of a lot of talk. That, 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 that's what frustrates, I think, a lot of people, including me, uh, when you're discussing. You know, I understand it's a business, um, but it's still art, and, <clears throat> and that is something that I think people sometimes have a tendency to get sucked into a little bit too much. Is that we we not we, but you lose track of. Of, of writing and creating the material that's going to attract the fans, period. And when you lose that and you're focusing solely on everything but the art, you know what? I think you're going to be lost very soon. Yeah, you, you got um, to evoke that emotional response, right? With the music, yeah. whether it's with music or with a piece of artwork, a picture, what have you. Movies. It's all about in, in engaging with somebody on an emotional, um, you know, ethereal level. NFTs yeah. are great. You know, it's a cool concept. It's definitely something we can take advantage of. But again, we're not like robots, right? At the end of the day, it's all about the music and 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 creating something that's unique and timeless. And that's ultimately what we're trying to do here with the music. Yep. And it's again like using the NFTs as an, a tool to help get to that and create something even more around the band. But the music is going to be at the core of everything. And what Brian said is absolutely paramount when it comes to music. It elicits an emotional response. Art elicits an emotional response. That's why we listen to the bands we listen to. That's why we watch the TV shows and the movies that we like to watch. That's why when it comes to artwork, if like looking at certain pictures, if you're like a favorite like painter or designer, whatever it might be, right. there's a reason why you have that because it elicits a positive emotional response in you. And we all like different stuff. I mean, you guys are naming, like uh, Paul was naming bands. That's like, yeah, there's certain bands in there that I like more than others, specifically Rush because my dad was big into Rush and well... If my dad's big in a rush and he's playing for me when I was a little kid, I'm not going to say no to rush. So, <laughs> but there's other bands that I like a lot more, but it all depends upon, you know, how it'll listen to us with emotional, uh, emotional response for the positive. And if you guys still are able to bring that at the core of everything and use all these other things as tools to create more around the band, but also again, still have that, that great quality music at the core, that's, what's going to matter. And that's, what's going to really bring people into the band and keep them there. Right. Yeah, absolutely, man. And that was one of the, the beautiful things about it, because, uh, you know, ultimately, that's one of the, the biggest reasons. That's the biggest reason why, you know, we got together and we stayed. We remained a band for this long in and to to be a band with to not have all the, the recognition in the world and to still keep driving. That's that speaks volumes that way. We, we already know that we're probably going to outlive a lot, a lot of the bands that have just come and gone already. And we've still been around. And so, you know, allowing us to innovate and like Brian said, like utilizing like whatever, you know, what the best that we can to bring more music to listeners. That's what we're going to go for. And the beauty of it is, it's like now we get to retain more ownership over it. And now instead of the think about the amount of money we have spent as bands in general, American U.S. bands alone photo shoots, video shoots, and now, okay, it's online. It garnered a few views. You got a couple hundred dollar royalty checks. And then now what? It's there. It's, it's there and nothing's done with it. Unless you mint it, you put it on the blockchain and then now it's worth something even more. And, you know, you, you know, you grant that to others that want to be a part of it. And now it's, it's, um, it Live definitely forever. does put that independence back into our hands and our creative, you know, our creative flow just going and now we we're introducing our music to a whole new level and so that's what you know it it ultimately is about is just keeping that passion alive i think we have legs as long as we want to have legs and the reason why is because also we have a we have a, we have a different sound a little bit of a more unique sound and i think it's really going to come out even more so in the coming uh months um stuff's already done and it's recorded it's ready to roll uh, we have a little, you know, some few tweaks here and there, but a couple of songs we're ready to roll. We're just doing it, you know, based on when we when it's smart to do so. And um, like I said, we're playing it, and we're not new metal, and that's what I love about it. I love new metal. Don't get me wrong, 
but every band that's coming out these days is new metal. And after a while, it's like, I heard this song. I heard this album. Oh, that's a new band. It's the same fucking band I heard last year, the year, year before that. And, and, you know, I'll still listen to it, but I'll listen to that, that, that you know, I, I sound old and I am old. I listen to that album. I listen to it maybe two or three times. And I'm like, that's it. I mean, there's no, there's, there's got, there's fresh ideas out there. It's, and I just, I want to hear them. And I do think that that's going to be appealing. It's not just, you know, it won't be generational necessarily either. So that's something, again, that maybe I'm getting ahead of myself. Don't really care. But uh, I think we're going to have a, uh, I think we're going to think we're going to, we're going to stick out a little bit. Well, it seems so, like from a Paul, what you're saying is like, you have this vision though you want to do with the band and you have the passion behind it. And from what yeah. Angel was talking about along with Brian as well, and you guys have this like path and this idea of how to get there and how to really make this a, a very unique thing within the music space, especially within rock and metal. So there's even like a personality what, thing. There's even personalities. There's different personalities, four different personalities in this, in this band. And Angel, um, as an artist, also, I mean, and I mean, artists like you know, he's big into comics, and and uh, you know, he's he's I won't I won't say more, but what I'm trying to say is that you know, that's depicted in on our in our stage performance, it's depicted in our photographs, it's depicted in our music. We're four different individuals. It's not a one size fits all. And it seems like so many bands that are coming out these days and have been around actually for a little while are so generic and they look exactly the same too. And I know Brian had touched on that earlier and that was a frustration also. I didn't get a chance to say that because I talked too much, but uh, I think that overall, man, it's just like, you want me to look like a fucking vampire? No, I'm going to look the way I want to look. And that's exactly how I want to be depicted. It's, it's who I am. And that's, you got a band of four dudes. If Brian wants to look like a vampire, Brian, you look like a fucking bloodsucker. I don't give a shit. You know, and that's the way I look at it. But, you know, we are all very, very similar in style anyhow. You know, sometimes we have to tell Sean to put his pants on. But, <laughs> you know, aside from that, and we just kitty cats at home. But aside from that, man, I mean, we're all, we're all already, we, we already kind of blend naturally. Like if we were at a party, a big party, I think us four would gravitate towards one another, even if we didn't know each other. I think that speaks a lot to the chemistry you guys have as a band as well, because if that's going to be the case where if you guys are all at a party and know each other and you eventually just gravitate towards each other, that just means that there's a natural just chemistry between you, all four of you guys. And then it comes out in the music, comes out in the artwork, and it comes out with every single business decision that you make in terms of how this is going to do, be best for the band specifically. And kind of when it comes to just other ideas, what member of the band kind of that gets delineated to, especially more like the this side, the NFT stuff. You got Angel for that. And when it comes to really going forward with some more of the press stuff, really promoting this, you got Chanel in your corner as well. When it comes to some of the crazy stuff, I know that's where Sean and Paul really come into play. Just have a good time there. And Brian, just with, you know, the crazy insights out of nowhere when it comes to music with the positive illicit response, just there's so much there and there's so much chemistry there already so you guys have built up this, you guys have built up the base of the kind of like this tower and you guys have a plan to really build it up to the point where everyone's going to be looking at it and no one cannot see it. It just got to, you know, you've got to put, you got to put it all together now and build up. And that's where 2022 is going to come in. All depends upon how you execute this plan, how you execute the music and how you go about this. But again, the plan is in place. Execution is now the key. Yep. Absolutely. Full step. I feel like I've been watching way too much Bar Rescue after that one. <laughs> but that's just me. All right, guys. Well, as we bring this podcast to a wrap, to a close, you guys know one thing I always like to do is give you guys a chance to say whatever you want to say at the end, promote whatever you want to promote, plug whatever you want to plug at the end. So floor is yours, guys. Awesome. Well, uh, thank you for having us, dude. Um, anyone listening out there, you can go ahead and head to devilsenvymusic.com and go ahead and sign up. And we'll be... Uh, We'll be keeping tabs on basically on everyone who wants, you know, either new music, fill us in, contact us, send us messages, you name it, like whatever you want to hear more of. Um, we're looking forward to uh, relaunching a new set of merch. So keep an eye out on that as well. So the same thing, devilsenvymusic.com slash merch. And looking forward to seeing all our Florida fan, uh, friends at the Night Stalkers run with uh, Heaven's Void. We'll be hitting soundbar and pegasus lounge both in orlando and tampa that's uh december 11th and 12th 
Nice. So now it's I'll say now it's time for me to end the podcast with three very specific things. So we talked a lot about a lot here with Devil's Envy. There's a lot to go off of in terms of you're gonna want to make sure you follow them. You want to make sure that you're ready for music. And you want to make sure that when it comes to the NFT stuff, you're a part of this. You're following along with that. You get some merch. You go to these live shows. But instead of having to like search the internet, scour the internet for all this stuff, I'm going to do you one better. Look at the description of the podcast, whether it's the video on YouTube or it's the audio stream on Spotify, Podcast, iHeartRadio, and Amazon. You're going to see something that says, Find Devil's Envy Online. Links, labels, everything. It's going to be a one-click, one-stop shop for you to find everything from their socials, YouTube, the website, the tickets for those shows on December 11th and December 12th, where you can stream their music, where you can download their music, and, of course, the NFT stuff as well. It will all be there for you, so it's going to be super easy, super well done. Trust me on this. You guys are not going to want to miss it. I'm making it easy as possible for you not to miss it. Now... Number two, I believe I did this with Sean and Angel the last time I had them on, and now I got to add Paul and Brian into this one because Uh-oh. I I do want to see you guys perform live. I'm making it happen. It's going to happen at some point. If, no, 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 it's a when because when implies that it's going to happen, but time-wise, we just don't know right now. But my promise is when I get to see you guys perform live for the first time, my promise to you is this. First round's on me. And now for Sean and Angel, first two, because I've had him on twice. Yeah, <laughs> first two. <laughs> and Kevin, you get the first kiss from me. <laughs> I am honored, sir. Because <laughs> big right on the list. sloppy bear kisses. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Just like, okay, here we go. We're doing this. All right, guys. Well, once again, thank you for being on the podcast. I can't wait to continue to follow along with you guys. Yes, I'm going to make sure I'm going to follow along so when I get and get subscribed to that stuff. So all of a sudden, when it comes to the first round of NFTs, I am right there for it. Along yes, with everybody else who's listening, you should be along for that ride too. And as we close the podcast, guys, this is not goodbye. I want to bring you guys back on again later in 2022 so we can go over how the nft stuff is going how the band is doing everything about that and hopefully i'll be able to talk about seeing you guys live for the first time at that point as well so until then guys this is not goodbye no 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 this is see you later (laughs) until next time well well, folks that's my interview with angel sean paul and Brian from the band Devil's Envy, along with Chanel, who's doing a lot of their press stuff as well. So I want to thank all five of being on the podcast. We got to talk about a lot of incredible things in terms of their plan specifically for the NFT space. There is a lot to go off there. It is a lot of great stuff. You're not going to want to miss out on any of it. So be sure to be a part of that. Be sure to be a part of Devil's Envy and make sure you go see them play live when they're in Florida on December 11th, December uh, December 12th of 2021. December 11th is in Orlando. December 12th is in Tampa. And you can check out all their stuff, all their shows, merch, the NFT stuff, follow along with them on social media. All you need to do is take a look at the links in the description of the podcast. It'll say, it'll say find Devil's Envy online. It is all there for you. I'm sorry if I'm stumbling through this a little bit. A little bit tired on the voice, but yeah. You're going to want to go check this out and you're going to want to be a part of this NFT thing. Gary V, this one was for you. Also, thank you to sponsors Phoenix Fitness and Custom Debuts. The links for them are in the description of the podcast along with our discount codes for you as well. So be sure to do that. Remember to follow MSOTD Rocks on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. As of January 1st, 2022, they will no longer be MSOTD Rocks pages. They'll just be core progression podcast pages. And you can follow the podcast on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio and Amazon. All the links in the description. So if you are not subscribed to the podcast, please do. And if you are subscribed to the podcast, thank you. Okay, now I know the video that was like, it did a weird head shake, but I am sincerely grateful if you're, you know, subscribed to the podcast. It is helping me basically do what I love to do in life, which is talk to these bands, talk to these artists, bring them to you and just have great conversations. This is the thing that really keeps me going at any given moment. If I'm having a bad day, oh, I've got a podcast coming up. I could be having the worst day. All of a sudden, you know, I see him pop up on that Zoom channel. I'm just like, oh, it's fun. So I want to thank Devlin for being back on the podcast. I will see them live in 2022, hopefully. And I will have them back on the podcast 2022 as well because I can't wait to see what they got going on. On that note, that's going to be it for me today, guys. Thank you for watching and listening to the Core Progression Podcast brought to you by MSOTD Rocks. We're rock and metal thrive. My name is Kevin. And you guys know how I end every single one of them. Big, healthy, and hearty. See ya! Yeah!